Let's take a look to Monday in the NBA. The injury update, who we're streaming, all of that stuff, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I think I like this little dog. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Double bang. Video, audio, thumbs up, bell, comments, subscribe, easy. But also the live trade deadline show Thursday, February the 8th, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Go and pre-like it, go and pre-bang it, go and chuck it in your calendar so you know that it's happening, get the link cracking, and get ready to watch as we break down everything that has, ha- does happen in the NBA on the trade deadline day. So let's look ahead to Monday in the NBA. There are eight games on. What are we paying attention to? What things are important? And we'll start with injuries. And I do have their listed Cade Cunningham out and Monte Morris out. They have both officially, though, been upgraded to doubtful. So that's a step in a positive direction. Just after they said, yeah, five five to seven more days for Cade, they went, yeah, one day, doubtful. So still, he's not coming back tomorrow, but that return is happening I don't think that it's necessarily going to completely kill Jaden Ivey. It'll reduce what he's doing for sure, but I'm not sure it kills him. And then how Monte Morris fits in, I have no idea. It probably takes Killian Hayes completely out of the NBA, which, to be fair, is probably a good thing. And uh, probably hurts Alec Burks, but I don't think it really hurts Ivey a huge, huge amount. It does some, yep. And then we'll see. They might not even, they literally might not even play uh, Morris as well. That, that's a possibility. Darius Garland's out. He's out for their entire road trip, so maybe end of the week he's able to return. Uh, actually, probably start of next week, I think it is. Uh, D'Anthony Melton, we're assuming, is out as well. I don't have an official update from the Sixers yet. Yaka Pertle will be out. Derek Rose will be out in Memphis. Gordon Haywood will be out for Charlotte. I am going to also assume that um, DeAndre Hunter remains sidelined for the Hawks. Dante Exum is officially doubtful. And I'm listing Christos Porzingis as doubtful as well. We know that it is a back-to-back Sunday, Monday for the Celtics and Horford and Holiday are sitting out on Sunday. So I think there's a significant chance in more than 50% that Porzingis does not play on Monday. So just keep an eye on that. Trey Young is also in the concussion protocol. So we haven't officially heard word from uh, from the Hawks whether he's out, but he's doubtful. So I'm listing him doubtful. He's not going to play if he's in concussion protocol. Bol Bol still dealing with that foot issue. He's not playing Sunday. I really do doubt, hence the doubtful tag, I really doubt that he's going to be available for Monday. There's a bunch of questionable tags here. I've got Franz Wagner listed as questionable because he is a game time decision for the game on Sunday, returning from his ankle problem. So I don't know whether he's going to be available to play in both of these games or one of them or which one he sits or which one he doesn't. I am putting both Wendell Carter and Markel Fultz as questionable as well. There's no indication at this point that they are missing the games, um, but because it is a back-to-back for the Magic and Fultz is coming off that knee issue and Carter's had a few knee problems as well, I'm just going to suggest that it is uh, there is a, s- a slight chance that these guys don't play in that game. I would say Fultz is more likely to sit than, than Wendell, 
but I'm going to put them both there just so you're aware. Isaiah Stewart is officially questionable for the Pistons. Karis LeVert with a wrist problem, questionable for the Cavs. Bob Covington is questionable with a knee issue for the Sixers. Um, Xavier Tillman is officially questionable for the Grizzlies. He is a must-roster player, but we'll see whether this lingers. Hopefully it doesn't, but that is a worry. Um, Big Dick Nick Richards missed the last couple with an ankle sprain. The Hornets, you'd be shocked to know, they haven't actually updated us on this yet. So I'm going to put him as questionable. Seth Curry is questionable for the Mavs. Wes Matthews, while this might not, you might not think that matters, if Trey Young misses, Wes probably has to play. He, I think he's questionable. And a couple of guys are listed uh, probable. Giannis Antetokounmpo is listed probable. I have personally listed LaMelo Ball as probable. He set out a game on the weekend, the second game of a back-to-back with ankle soreness. To me, that is just a recovery from injury protocol situation. He'd only played four games since returning. I don't think this is a uh, an ongoing thing, but it was a back-to-back, so I, I'm just going to expect that LaMelo returns for this game. Pat Williams is officially probable for the Bulls for Monday, and there I'm listing Al Horford and Drew Holiday both as probable for the Celtics after they sat out on Sunday to rest. Because, yeah. They're going to play. That's just how that works. There is no Monday, Tuesday back-to-back, so you can't get that advantage there. So let's look at what the streams of the day are. Now, some of these would be influenced if we know that Richards is playing or we know that Tillman is playing. They'd be in the mix there, but I don't, so they're not. 10-team stream, I'm going with the Rabbit Hunter, Alex Caruso. For 12s, I'm going with the Duck, Luke Canard. For 14s, I'm going with Santi Aldama, whose value would get boosted if Tillman does happen to be out. For 16 teams, I'm going with Io DeSumo with Zach Levine sidelined. Santi Aldama for Yahoo Points Leagues and Luke Canard for ESPN Points League. So a decent array of guys there. A lot of them play for, actually, I say a decent array. They either play for Memphis or Chicago because that, that appears to be where that value currently lies in terms of streaming options. So let's start looking at the games. What's on my radar for the first one? It is Milwaukee and Detroit. I feel like we saw this game not that long ago. I want to see Bobby Portis because he's still rostered in tons of leagues, like 70 plus percent, but he's not giving enough value in my mind to be rostered in that many leagues. But that's what's happening. So let's see. Is there any reason why it is? Well, is it stubbornness? Probably. But let's see what Portis is able to deliver. For the Pistons, it's Asar Thompson. Like, what happens if Isaiah Stewart is back? We saw Asar get good minutes in each of the last three games, but more in the last one. Do they use him and play him 28 a night, even if Stewart and Boyan are both playing? I have my doubts because it is the Pistons, but obviously we want to watch really closely on that. In terms of streams, Jay Crowder is probably the best lower rostered uh, player on the Bucks there. And then Alec Burks for the Pistons, although that value would go away if somehow Cade was able to make it back from a doubtful tag. But as you're well aware, I'm doubtful that he makes it back from that tag. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. 2024 is the year of success. Well, we hope it is, isn't it? But having the right staff for your business is going to be key. It's always key. Staff is one of the biggest costs any business has. And when you get that wrong, it sets you back in productivity, but also in terms of money. So small business owners need to be looking at something like LinkedIn Jobs. Well, not something like LinkedIn Jobs, exactly LinkedIn Jobs, to be able to do their hiring in 2024. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It has a vast network of over 1 billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hire is easy when you can see that many quality candidates around. In fact, small businesses say 86% of the time they find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, so you might not have the time or the proper resources to dedicate towards hiring properly. That's where LinkedIn comes in. The process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That is linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So 
let's look at the next game after that Bucks Pistons barn burner. We've got the Cavs and the Magic. The Magic are on a back-to-back in this one. Um, Max Struess, the struggles do continue for Struder. The minutes there are okay, but he just can't hit any shots. The volume's not really where it used to be. I think if you're in a shallow league like a 10-teamer, I don't think that you need to hold Struess, but let's see if he turns anything around. For the Magic on that back-to-back, um, Wendell Carter Jr., I do want to see what he's able to Deliver if he actually plays. In terms of streams, I like Sam Merrill as a good points and three streamer there for the Cavs and Gogo Badadze, whose value would rise, of course, if Wendell is out. Same with Mo Wagner, and you could stream those guys in in that scenario. The San Antonio Spurs and the Philadelphia 76ers. Jeremy Sohan, I believe, as you saw on my waiver wire show earlier today, has elevated himself to must roster standards. His minutes are a little bit higher. His percentages are fine. His defensive stats have, stats have risen, and I, I just think that we've got to roster him. But I still obviously want to watch to see whether there's any... Um, maybe I'm wrong in saying that and seeing how he looks and development of his game. For the Sixers, Toby Harris continues to be inconsistent. So just watching to see more the usage in the shot distribution because there are some games he takes like seven or eight shots, which is really frustrating, of course. In terms of stream guys uh, who are all rostered in below 39% of leagues, Julian Champagne, who is starting for the Spurs and had a really good game the last time out. Not sure I want to rely upon it, but let's see. Also, just quick note, Victor Wembanyama's minutes limit, according to Pop, is going to end soon. It is going to be this week, is my guess. Um, Nico Batum is the stream guy in the Sixers. Just keeps getting it done. He's got this 26 to 28-minute roll. He might only score six points. We'll have four rebounds and three assists and two steals and two blocks and hit two threes. There's enough there always in Batum to at least be a 14-team league guy. But even in 12s, there's a little bit of stream value from the big fella. The next game is the Memphis Grizzlies and the Toronto Raptors. Vince Williams has jumped up to 61% rostered on Yahoo. He just should be rostered everywhere. He continues to do so many things. And as someone pointed out, I think it was my mate Keith Parrish over at Fast Bake Breakfast. He said, look, what Vince is doing is great, but he's doing it on 18 usage, which means that like there's no reason that what he's currently doing can't be something that can be extrapolated moving forward, which is key. Because sometimes we see guys have big performances with guys out and they're getting 25 usage and running things. And you go, okay, well, there's just no way that's going to hold. But this man's doing this without even getting that usage. He's doing defensive stuff. He's getting rebounds. He's passing. Everything has been awesome for Vince Williams, and it's it's massive for this team, especially with that big sort of gap in their roster um, as that guy that, like, eventually they're not going to have Marcus Smart there, I wouldn't think. But, like, having him, Bain, Morant, Jaron, and a center, it's interesting. So let's watch Vince do it again. For Toronto, Bruce Brown. How do the juniors go? Bruce versus Gary Trent. How do the minutes look? Is Brown going to actually be worth a 12-team hold? Let's get a bit more data on that. In terms of streams, I do like Santi Aldama because he's got the ability to boost even higher with Tillman out. To me, if Tillman plays, Aldama is more of a fringe sort of an option, probably more 14-team league as a 12-team streamer. But if Tillman's out, his value does rise significantly. And then for the Raptors, I do look at Jonte Porter. Maybe it's Gary Trent, but Porter, again, big man Nick Batum, just contributes right across the board in different categories and can help you out in numerous different ways in a role that I believe he will be starting until we get Yucca Pertle back and that's not happening just yet. The Charlotte Hornets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Brandon Miller's last two games have been good. Now, that's great, but the ones before that were all bad. So can he keep doing that? Is the efficiency going to hold? But more importantly, what are his minutes and what does his usage look like? Because that had been a bit of a struggle for Miller. He's been very, very solid, and I think it's worth having a stream grab of him, and let's just see where it goes. 
For the Wolves, I want to watch Anthony Edwards. Now, his production's been a little bit down. It has not been awesome. Um, I worry a bit about some fatigue and the worry with his knee. So I just want to see sort of where he's at. Now, he's had some obviously killer plays and some big games, but consistently, it hasn't quite been there. So let's see what he can bring. In terms of stream guys for Charlotte, Cody Martin, although... Um, if we have a situation where Nick Richards... Well, Nick Richards would be the guy, but I don't know if he's going to play. And if he's out, you go deeper leagues into the God of Hammers, JT Thor, and the genius Nate Mensa. For the Wolves, Kyle Anderson is that guy that we're looking at there. He's always going to be that stream guy, but never someone that I'm super keen on having as a must-roster player. Boston and Dallas. Back-to-back here for Boston. No Porzingis, no Holiday Sunday. Probably no Horford. Uh, sorry, no Horford, no Holiday on Sunday. Probably no Porzingis on Monday. On the Dallas side of things, Derek Lively, um, his roster number's not high enough. It's at 59%. It should be higher. I would like to see a, a bit of a blow-up game for him, though, just you know, maybe a 31, 32-minute-a-night game, and, and seeing how that all fits in with, with the return of Muxy Kleber as well. In terms of stream, guys, it's probably Peyton Pritchard, although with uh, Porzingis maybe out, you could look at a Luke Cornett. I'm not super excited about that, or even Sammy Hauser. And then for Dallas, with Dante Exum doubtful, Derek Jones and Josh Green are two options there. I do lean a little bit more towards Jones than I do towards Green. The next game is the Chicago Bulls taking on the Phoenix Suns. DeMar DeRozan's had some really weird efficiency problems this season. He's been a little bit better of late, but he's always always seems to be at risk of chucking in a 35% shooting night out of nowhere, or a 78% from the line, which, again, were the two of the things that were keeping his value up. With uh, with Levine out, his usage probably should be up, his assist rate should be up, but it has been been not great season for DeRozan. I think that's fair to say. In terms of streams, I do like DeSumo amazingly, or even Pat Williams, but DeSumo probably gets the slight nod to me. And then in Phoenix, Eric Gordon's always going to be that stream guy who's widely available, but you don't want to hold on to him through thick and thin. That's just not the sort of guy uh, that he is. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I think I hit the wrong button there. I forgot to hit the little, um, uh, maybe maybe we'll take two. Should we take two? We should, because I need to put that little stinger in there for people to do some editing on the back end. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Yes, BetterHelp. Um, what was I even saying? 2023, right? We're done. It's over. We can forget about parts of it, but we build on the positives. That's where therapy can come in. You can look at things and be, oh, there's all a disaster, all this happened. But there are always going to be little things that we can build on. It's never about sweeping, sweeping changes. It's about making the things that are going to stick, continue to grow and be better in your life. And that's where therapy can come in. Therapy is not just about, oh, I'm sad. Let me tell you about it. That can be part of it for sure. But sometimes it's just about improving aspects of your life. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's convenient, and it's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. You go online, you fill out a brief questionnaire, and you uh, get matched to a therapist who should fit what you need. But if that match doesn't fit, well, you can change therapist at no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've made. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the NFL playoffs. We are getting down to the final four, but that doesn't mean that you're too late to get in on the action over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, if you place a $5 bet on FanDuel, you get a bonus bets. Not a bonus bet, you get bonus bets of $150. It doesn't even matter if that bet wins or that bet loses. You could have put money like an idiot on the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. 
But if it was a $5 bet, you get $150 in bonus bets back. And then you can take your time perusing the site using the app and checking out all the different options they have. The Explore tab exists, and you can check out all the different bet types they've got in there. You can also see their Parlay Hub, which enables you to look at live same-game parlays. You can check other people's parlays as well and build your own parlay over on Fangio. So go to fangio.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Fangio is an official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, let's um, go to the next game that we need to pay attention to here. It is the Atlanta Hawks and the Sacramento Kings. We're expecting that Trey Young is going to be out. So is it a Bogdan Bogdanovich revenge game? He should see his minutes spike by seven to eight minutes per game, a little bit more ball handling and usage. He wasn't great across the weekend, but... Uh, this is a good opportunity for him to put up some better numbers. And for the Kings, we know that Fanta Pants has been on a hot streak. Kevin Herter, let's see whether it holds. I have significant doubts. But what I do think is that Mike Brown's going to give him a little bit of extra leash considering how well he played in the last two games. So look to Kevin Herter as an interesting option. In terms of streams with um, Trey likely out, Paddy Mills does get minutes. And we're not looking at Paddy as a 10 or a 12 or a 14-team streamer. But those of you in deeper leagues, yeah, he's probably going to get the minutes. And then for the Kings, Harrison Barnes is widely available, rightfully so. But there is solid enough stream value in what Barnesy is able to provide. Sorry, my voice can't really do the thing. Um, and then we look at chunks, Monday through Friday. All of these days are streamable days. They're all low, lower volume days, so we can look to guys we can add. And we start off with the duck, Luke Kennard. The Grizzlies play Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Really good schedule bump for these guys. And there's a lot of guys we can stream there. So if Vince Williams is available, we go there. If you feel confident about Xavier Tillman playing, you go with him. Santi Aldama, another option you can use. There's a lot of options there. Deeper leagues, GG Jackson, although his shallow league value is probably not there. I like Jabari Walker as well. Starting for the Blazers, they've got a Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday combo. Not ideal that they don't play on Monday, but three quality games in five nights is good. Aaron Neesmith and the Pacers, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday combination there as well. No Monday game, but the three games is good. He's locked into a starting role, some pretty good value. Lou Dort and the Thunder, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Dort's one of those guys that you know he's going to play 29 to 30 minutes, might get you 12 to 14 points, might be bad shooting, might be good shooting, but at least the role is secure. And then we go to Derek Jones, who like the Memphis Grizzlies. The Mavericks have the Monday, Wednesday, Friday combo. Uh, Exxon might return for some of these games, but Jones just should be able to do enough through those three games to necessitate or, or to justify a stream option. If we look at 10-team stream options for Monday, I'm going to start with Alex Caruso. Then we're going to go to Luke Kennard. I've got Xavier Tillman in there. Look, if he is healthy, yes, he is a really strong stream. I just don't know that at this point. I've got Jeremy Sohan, who just should be rostered regardless. Kevin Herter and Santi Aldama, whose name would bump up that list if Tillman did happen to be out. For 12-teamers, we're going to go to Goga, and his minutes would, or his value would rise if Wendell Carter does sit out. I've got Big Dick Nick Richards there, assuming he plays. Io DeSumo and Pat Williams with the absence of Zach Levine in Chicago. Nick Batum in Philly and Alec Burks in Detroit with Cade Cunningham. Uh, still likely out. For deeper leagues, Paul Reed, probably not much upside there with him, but he's still got some value in his 13 to 14 minutes. Jonte Porter, Derek Jones, Lil John Concha. Yeah! He's been starting for the Grizzlies. He's better than Zaire Williams. He's played 26 the last two games. I don't think the upside is super high with Concha, but he's getting minutes. Trey Lyles is there for the Kings. And then John Isaac, if you're looking for some defensive stats, he can be an option for the Magic. Although watch it because it is a back-to-back -back and there is a chance that he may not play. For points leagues, I've got Tillman there, but I just don't know if he's going to be available. We go Aldama and Canard, so a lot of Grizzlies value. Then we go to Alec Burks, Io DeSumo, and Nick Richards to close things out. And guys, 
That is a quick look ahead to the action on Monday. Go ahead over here and hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, give that thumbs up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.